Good afternoon and good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode seven of the board game Chinwag. Yes, that's the name of our podcast, Grant. Tonight's episode, we have some very, very special guests with us for special Festivus for the rest of us episode. As we all head into the holiday season with our families, friends, and our loved ones, join us as we hear from our very special guests. And then Dave, Steve, G, and I will take you through our top five board games of 2022 along with our most memorable experiences this year. So tonight we have Dave. Welcome, DG. And who's joining you as our special guest tonight, mate? Well, I have my wonderful eight-year-old daughter, Genevieve. Say hello. Hello. Hello, Genevieve, and welcome. Uh, also, we have Steve. Steve, your special guest for tonight? Uh, I have Raphael joining me. Hello. Raphael, good to hear you, mate. And nice to hear the and dog, a dog in the apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and the famous G Money, Grant, who's joining you as our very special guest. Sup? So I've got uh, my twelve-year-old daughter Evie. Hello. Hello, Evie. Welcome. And then my son Theodore. Hello, Theodore. Hello. Great to have everyone on. And joining me uh, on this podcast this evening is my son JT. Hello. And we also have Max as well. Hello. Uh, so welcome, boys. Uh, I know they're champing at the bit to actually get these questions asked and answered so they can get out of here. So before we do kick off, it is a very special episode tonight for another reason. It's someone's birthday. Genevieve, birthday. whose yes. birthday is it today? It's my dad's. It's Dave's birthday. Woo! So everyone, you know what we're going to do? What? A really horrible rendition of Happy Birthday. <laughs> One, two, three. The boys are loving it. They're crawling on the floor. Happy Birthday, Happy birthday to, to you. you. Happy Birthday <laughs> to you. Happy Birthday, DJ. Dave Gar. Happy Birthday. Day two. Yay! Happy birthday! Too loud, mate. Too loud. There you go, Dave. If that's not the best singer of that song ever. All right, so I'm going to kick it off um, with some questions uh, that we're all going to ask our very special guests tonight. So I'll ask JT and Max to stand up closer to the mic so they can. And I might get uh, Josh to go first. So, Josh, what is your favourite board game you like to play as a family? Uh, my favourite would probably be King of Tokyo. Um, Good call. Just because it was the first one that I think we played. That was different from Monopoly. Um, so, here's a question you need to be honest. What do you like about board games? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be something... At least he's honest. At least he's honest. And okay, one last question and then you can depart. What special gift have you asked Santa this year? A a VR. That's what I've done, yeah. A VR set. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. You've been good. 
you've been good, so you never know. You might be okay. Ooh. Have to hope that Santa's splurging in. Santa loves our podcast, by the way, so this is the place to ask. Santa does love our podcast and he is listening and he is watching. Um, But uh, JT just finished high school this year, everyone. So congratulations, mate. Mm -hmm. He got his grades and he did well. And um, he's off to university to do his degree in sound and music engineering. So congrats, mate. Well done. Maxi, over here. Hello. Hello, mate. Get in a bit closer to the mic here. I'll move it away from me so you're not so close to me. Perfect. All right. Same questions for you. Mm-hmm. What's your favourite board game that you'd like to play as a family? I would have to say Space Beast. Oh, great game. It's very good to play with, especially my dad, because he's probably the only one that plays it with me. Yes, um, I am. It's very fun because you get to build up your, what's it called? An engine. Yeah, engine. And see who comes out on top. Yeah, great choice. Good game. Yes. Um. And <clears throat> what is it you like about board games, mate? And be honest as well. Spending time with family. Nice. It's fun. Nice. It is fun. Yeah. And uh, I must admit, Max and I and Lauren played a game called 10. It's a new card game oh, yeah. um, that's out. And it is super fun. Um, very simple. Very, very simple. Um, but you could see everyone's brain ticking. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's a trick-taking game with a bit of an auction mechanic in it. So um, recommend it. Okay, last one. What special gift have you asked Santa for this year? A new pair of shoes, Jordan 1s. Jordan 1s, okay. Hopefully. I don't know if Santa will deliver, but hopefully he does. All right. Jordan 1s, wow. Well, um, and well done this year. Not knowing anything about shoes, uh, which one costs more, the VR or the Jordans? Uh, um, I think Santa has to, you know, um, do a stock take and work out a budget and then match. (laughs) (laughs) buy virtual shoes either way sand is out of pocket (laughs) um so excellent and uh well done on year eight this year he did really well so he's into year nine great work buddy well done thank you boys you now may depart these guys thank you everyone's saying thank you thank you thank you (laughs) all right now we might head over to Grant in Maryborough tonight. Maryborough, yeah. Downtown Maryborough. country. Birth of Mary Poppins up here. Maryborough. 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 All right, I'm going to put Evie on so you can ask the questions, all right? Okay, Evie. Hello. Hello. Hi, Evie. Hi, Genevieve. Now, we know Evie loves her board games. So, what is your favourite board game you like to play as a family? Um. Well, my brother doesn't really like a lot of board games, but I like to play Dino Island with my dad. Oh, a lot. Great that choice. is such a great choice. Man, that's some um, that's some serious gaming. For how old are you, Evie? Twelve. Yeah, nice work. I can't stand that game because there's too much going on. So far out. <laughs> No, I think Evie played with us uh, Dwellings of Eldervale one night as well. Oh, wow. Um, yes, I yes, did. Yes, with Dave yeah. as well. Yes, that, yes, that, yes. That's how advanced yep. Evie is at board gaming. Yeah. Um, and what do you like most about board games, Evie? Um, I like 
probably rolling dices and moving pieces around. It's just fun and intriguing. Fantastic. Final question for you, and then we'll go on to Theodore. What special gift have you asked Santa for this year? Um, Converse shoes. Converse shoes. Did I miss the shoe memo? <laughs> we've got Jordan ones and we've got Converse shoes. What Converse shoes are they? Are they the one stars? Is that what they're called? Um, I'm not sure, but they're the black high tops. Yes, they're the one stars. The Chuck Taylors, that's correct. Yeah. Very cool. Well, thank you for joining us tonight, Evie. Thank you. Bye, Evie. Bye, Jen. Okay. I'll pass you on to Theo. On to Theo. Hello. Hello, Hi, mate. Theo. How... Hi, Jen. Are you ready to go, Theo? Yes. Rightio. What is your favourite board game you like to play as a family? Um, probably chess wow. or wow. go fish. That's a new one. <laughs> That's a spectrum. <laughs> That's amazing. Chess or go fish. Fantastic. I love chess. Theo, chess is a great game. I got my own chess board. Do you? Okay, um, second question for you, Theo. What do you like most about board games? Um, because they're fun and they're good at killing time. They are. They're Choo. really good at killing time, aren't they? And passing Choo-choo. passing the time. That's a great answer. Okay, final question. What have you asked Santa for this year? Uh, a bike. A bike? Probably. Yeah. I... How cool is that? Is it a BMX bike? Yeah. I wanted one. Awesome. You're going to do some big jumps. I don't, um, I don't know how to ride a bike because I haven't been like riding on it much. Same. Well, you get to learn soon, hopefully, if Santa brings you a bike. Well, thank you, Theo and Evie. I wish you a very Merry Christmas. Okay, let's head to DG, Dave and Genevieve. So, your first question. Yeah, your favourite board game. My favourite board game is The Adventures of Robin Hood or Codenames. Wow, I haven't played The Adventures of Robin Hood. I've played code names. That sounds interesting. Do you like playing that with your dad? Yeah. It's um it's interesting and it's quite a long game. Oh. Very good. And what do you like most about board games? I like um how every I like how everyone is good at different things and that we can all try to get better at it. Yeah, I like that too. That's that's a really great answer. Okay, final question for you, Genevieve. Yes. What have you asked Santa for this year for Christmas? Chocolate. Chocolate. Don't go wrong. Yes. You can't disrespect the chocolate. You can't disrespect the chocolate. That's exactly right, Raph. (laughs) Well, thank you, Genevieve, and we wish you a happy and very merry Christmas with your family. Thank you. To you too. Bye, Genevieve. Bye. See ya.
And last but not least, Rath. Your what is your favourite board game? Uh, mine would probably be Space Base. I like it because when you build your own engine, I usually go for the long ones and try to go one to twelve with all of them. I played right. Space Base too. Yeah, great game. That's, we played that's a, yeah. Technically, you could call that a three-way crossover almost, couldn't you? Yeah. It's definitely a two-way crossover, but if Genevieve likes Space Base as well, let's add it. I beat my dad. <laughs> I I can say Sam, I've been my dad before. And it's not even like when you like try and help your kids, they just beat me without even trying. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't even close. It was like forty to eight or something. Like it was yeah. just a schmozzling. Yeah. Uh, Great choice. And uh that is a very good game. Um and what do you like most about board games, Raph? I like that um, when everyone's nice, they don't just uh, say bad words. But when people try and take uh, try and take other people's spots, they keep on saying bad words. What? <laughs> Every time. I take Is that what you like about playing board games? <laughs> Did you hear the question? I like it because it includes like all the family, and I like playing with my family because my brother and my sister just like staying on the technology. <laughs> Sure do love it. Yes, and so do JT and Max. <laughs> All right. Final question for you, Raf. What special gift have you asked for Santa for this year? Memoir forty four expansions. Wow. Sorry, Memoir forty four expansions. Yeah, which ones? A new yeah. flight plan and ex- equipment pack. Well, okay. I think, Raph, one day you're going to have to teach me that game because I've always wanted to play Memoir 44. Pretty much, I just play, like, the little, the little like, soldier and tank things. I just play with them. I have my own little table. That's what I pretty much do. <laughs> See, it's a board game, but it's also a recreation of World War Two on a, on a table yeah. where it's not being played as a board game. <laughs> So. I pretend <laughs> these are <laughs> mini troops. Very good. Mm, that's excellent. Well, thank you to all of our wonderful, very special guests this evening. Um, we wish you a very Merry Christmas, and I'm sure that Santa will be flying over your home and hopefully doesn't get stuck in your chimney. <laughs> we don't have a chimney, so that's all right. Oh, that's good. That is good. But thank you, guys. Bye. Here are our top five board games of 2022. With a special mention of any game, no matter of the age, that you've played this year. So special mention to me for 2022 that I played, came out a long time ago, was uh, The Godfather, Corleone's Empire. Super Blood. cool. Great fun. Blood Rage. I actually like it higher than Blood Rage. Um, so I'm looking forward to G and DG playing with me next time. Fair enough. My, my other two mentions that would have made it in my top five, but I played it prior to 2022, 
however, came out in 2022. And that is Chaos Order by You Know Who and Wayfarers by You Know Who. See, hold up. So Chaos Order is on my list and I checked BGG and it says 2022. Yes, but I played it in 2020. So he's talking about, see, Wayfarers came out in 2022 as well, but we played it. We played it in 2021. Um, We played the prototype. So that's why. Did we? It's not on our list. My memory's not that good. Well, it was on my 40th birthday and I'm 41 now, so I'm pretty Ah. confident. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was Wayfarers. Yeah, that's what I mean. Chaos Order. I I I hadn't played Chaos Order until about two months ago, so I'm definitely in the clear for that one. Right. Yeah, see, and I wasn't because I was playtesting it. Is so it could still and, definitely and conceivably Zach, be on your list, Dave, and that would be totally legitimate. Right. It would be. That's exactly right. There's two games on my list that you. Oh, hang on. I think someone has played it, but there has been no one that's played my number one. So, all right. So my number five is uh, Ten Penny Parks. That's snuck in. Um. And that's by Thunderworks Games. Really cool, good fun. Um, really simple game. And leave your brain at the door. My number four is a game that has not come out yet in 2022, but however, I have played it many times, taught it at Games Day, and that's Bloodstains. Uh, Mark Wallace. It's possibly cool. also not coming out in the next 10 days. <laughs> it's definitely not coming out in the next 10 days no. it'd be a kickstarter miracle mm. but good fun and uh, great quality of components as well really cool good man that Martin Wallace good man there All we right. go okay over to uh, Steve All right, I'm next. for your right. mixture of whatever I sure. just gobbledygooked out well okay so the, the game that would have been on my list had I not played it earlier, as we mentioned, is clearly Wayfarers of the South Tigress, brilliant game, and uh, really making me melt my brain as to whether I prefer it to any of the West Kingdom games yet. Um, not enough plays down yet, but it's definitely a consideration. Um, and I've heard along the grapevine that um, Scholars, is Scholars the next one? That I've heard along the grapevine that it's actually better, so I'd, I'd be very interested to figure that, see if that's the case. Um, surprise did you hear that from Shem saying I think this one's better no I didn't hear it was I didn't hear it from Shem right. <laughs> that's um um but I can't remember where I had it actually but anyway uh, I haven't had a chance to play that one yet so but my and my other game which is the game that is from the past that I played for the first time this year is Lords of Vegas um I talked mm. about this way back I think on like one of our first episodes um and the, the thing I love about this game is it's a game about building in casinos in Vegas and there's enough luck and, but also ways to mitigate that luck that, that suits the theme. It suits Vegas that you're rolling dice and having a chance of winning big, even though you have low odds, but you have a chance of, um, you know, manipulating the odds. So you're a better chance of winning. Like it just seems to make sense with the Lords of Vegas. So um, yeah, great game. And uh, yeah, Took me a long time to get it, but I'm very happy that I finally did and finally got to play it. And it's easy enough to play with kids. So teach your kids how to gamble, teach your kids how to waste money in Vegas. That's the game for you. Um, but gamble so, responsibly. Gamble responsibly, of course. Um, now, going on to my actual list. Uh, so this was a – there's really 
this is there's no standout number one here. I, I I could put these in any order. I think all five of them are pretty equal. Um, so I've really just gone with gameplay, uh, like how how often I played them, and the one I played the least out of these five so far is Endless Winter, uh, which gets my number five. Brilliant game. I really enjoy it. I like the deck building elements. It kind of remind me of uh, a bit of Dune Imperium, um, and yeah, just. Really easy to understand, but very difficult to come up with a plan. <laughs> Seems to be a lot of options with only four actions. So yeah, Endless Winter is my number five. Great game. Uh, and my number four is the game I have played the most this year, uh, and that is Turing Machine. Um, so mm. Turing Machine is this bizarre game where you're basically creating a computer and you're asking it questions. But of course, with computers, it gives you the logic response, not the exact response. So you've got to figure out based on the responses you get what the code is. Um, and it's very cool. It's um, yeah, it's something that has sort of become a bit of a daily ritual for me. So yeah, Turing Machine is my number four. That's cool. And um, uh, Endless Winter number five. Wow. Yep. It's a, it's a stiff competition. It's a, been a very good year for games. That, that is a that is stiff competition. It's a great game. And um so, I agree with you, mate. So much going on. So very cool. Over to DG. You got it. So well, mine are actually. I think I put them in order of the ones that I actually did enjoy the most. Um, it, it aligns pretty closely with how many times I've played them. But the one that was an older one is Blood Rage. So we, mm. as my gaming group, got a first copy of that this year, and I think we then played proceeded to play it five or six times in the first week. Took it away on a gaming weekend and played another four times in. in like two days so really gave it a good workout and it's um yeah really good thoroughly enjoyable game there's a couple of card combinations that you can pull out but it pulls together that drafting mechanic uh, which works pretty well in person and it's just an aggressive area control game um and games take 45 minutes to an hour so they're easy for us to punch out pretty quick succession so blood rage was a good uh, new one for us this year and Spoiler alert for the rest of my list, I've had a bit of a look through. So unfortunately, they're all Kickstarter games that haven't had a retail release yet. So <laughs> we, get to, we get to talk about some fun games and, and please let me know if you would like to play them with me. But otherwise, good luck trying to find a, a copy. Number five, Circadian's Chaos Order. So obviously, I don't know that I played it in a previous year. So this year was my first time playing it. Um, it's a complex game that, that works in the vein of Root. We played a lot of Root as our gaming group. And it's, a, a, again, a very area control, objective-based, um, asymmetric race game that could get quite tense at times. I think we've had a couple of close-ish games of that where the, the runaway leader sort of gets pegged down by everybody else pretty rapidly. Um, but a great Garfield game, really good product, and... Um, really nice guys behind that team that sort of run that through. So, so Cadian's Chaos Order. Uh, number five, number four, The Darkest Dungeon. So this is a Kickstarter that's only very recently arrived. It came in this month. It's based on a video game. It's a side-scrolling RPG light game. So the board game adaption of it is quite a good dungeon crawler with elements that you see in a lot of dungeon crawler games, but really mini heavy done by mythic games who are uh, working through a bit of backlash and challenge on their fulfillment process at the moment. But otherwise it's a entertaining 
quick fire campaign style dungeon crawler game um but a very good entry for a new game for us this year so yeah the darkest dungeon at number four nice work and uh chaos order is amazing good fun absolute take that uh g over to you for your classics and uh, i must say um blood rage g you played a perfect game of that probably about two weeks ago so thanks shane it was good you guys played really well though as well it was only like there wasn't much in it at the end we got creamed <laughs> yeah it wasn't even close absolutely um, slammed by you yeah politely spanked us very hard G-Man. but thank you so in a move that will shock no one the game that i played that came out yonks ago was blood rage Fair i played it a lot and then it was on bga so i'm continuing to play it a lot uh chasing that first bga victory though really no, yes, really. it's uh, yeah, it's quite difficult. Yeah, it's quite difficult. Are they competitive? Um, oh, people just yeah, it's just you get. I, I've lost by like a few points here and there. So, wow. Uh, but my number five is my father's work. Uh, I thought that was a really good game. It's pretty easy to play. There's not a lot to it in terms of mechanics. The production value is very strong. The pieces are really nice. Um, but it's really narrative. Uh, it's strong. Like, you can create your own storyline around it, which I like in games. I like to sort mm. of let my imagination flow, which is why I like games like Nemesis, because you can make up your ho- whole own plot line that has nothing to do with the game or the mechanics. It's just fun. Um, so I enjoyed that game a lot. And... Number four was Dead Reckoning, which I admit I didn't play a lot of, but the couple of games that I played of it, I thought it was really good. Um, Pirate sort of exploration area control game with a really funky cube dice rolly type Mm -hmm. mechanic where you shoot people in the ship uh, and sometimes they sink and sometimes things blow up. So I thought that was a really cool game. Is that a bit of a pirate theme, that one? Is it John DeClaire? Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. That's my four and or five. Thank you, mate. All right, back to me for my number three. My number three is um, a little card game that's come out uh, this year. Um, did really well. Apparently sold out at Essen, sold out everywhere it goes, and that is Cat in the Box. Um. And for those that like uh, trick-taking, trick-taking games and um, uh, really simple, fun card games, this this is good. This is good value. And uh, I um, played this recently at a at a, at a game night at Aspley, and uh, Cass taught it to a group of us, and uh, we loved it to the point where I ended up buying it and uh, straight away loved it, and um, really looking forward to teaching the family how to play it. I loved playing 500 when I was a kid. For anyone that liked to play, you know, play those, you know, little simple card games as a child with, you know, your grandparents, this this is one of those ones that kind of steps it up that next level. And uh, so that is Cat in the Box. Uh, has anyone played it here? No. Negative. Negatore? You taught me. No, I don't think you played this one, DG. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. You went there. 
Yeah, take that memory. Yeah, you weren't. No, you weren't. No, seriously, you weren't. You weren't there on the game night. You, we, we played a whole heap of games with, Kat, but but Kat, this 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 game night, you weren't there this Tuesday night. Fair enough. Where we played. You don't get mixed up with Scout, are you, Dave? Because maybe you're talking about Shane teaching you. That oh yeah, incorrectly. could be that. Now, there was yeah, a... where, where I failed at Scout, I did yeah. fail at that one. But this, the next Tuesday night, the next fortnight Tuesday night, we we played Cat in the Box, and Cat taught us it. And there was, uh, yeah, it was just a super cool game. And just for those people who are sitting at home who may have misheard that, it wasn't a cat, it was Cassie, Cass. right? Yeah, Cass. It just sounded like you said a cat taught you it. So I just wanted to clear <laughs> that up. That would have been awesome. Meow, meow, meow. Meow, 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 meow. No, cool game. Really good. My number two is, uh, and it's a crossover with Steve, and that is Endless Winter. Love the game. Brilliant. Um, played it many times now already to the point where I ended up buying the full Kickstarter version of someone. So thank you very much to Dave who sold me his copy. <laughs> and, not, uh, me. Not, not me. Oh, not you. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 not DJ. No, not DJ. And uh, um, Endless Winter is just brilliant. Love the game. So much going on. You know, I haven't even, even ramped, it up, ramped it up yet, so I can't wait mm. to keep playing with people. Yeah, that is. It's almost daunting, hey, that there's like, the Kickstarter version comes with all these expansions and the box is so well laid out that there's a spot for every expansion in the main box, which I appreciate. But it's like we go to play a game and, and you've got to take out the seven expansions that you're, you're too afraid oh, to you throw do, in. You, you just want to play base. You just want to keep <laughs> yeah. playing base game. and But then you pull out the neoprene mats. You don't you don't play without the neoprene mats. I'm sorry. The, the boards do not even cut it. Well, the boards and are great, but I mean, neoprene. You got cards, neoprene. but you got cards going everywhere, right? Mm. But you can lay out the cards on the neoprene mat, which makes it even nicer. And um, yeah, just just super cool, really cool, really good game. That's my number two. Um, let's throw to Steve. Okay, so I did mention at the start that I'm kind of going with the amount of time played, and then I said that Turing Machine is the game I played the most, but that's because it goes for like five to ten minutes where the next few games are all big games that go for a long period of time. And this particular game I only got recently, but uh, with the World Cup on TV, it's been even easier to get out and play and played it with my sons. And it is a cracking game, which is basically football manager the game. It is 11 by Portal Games. And it is just everything I wanted it to be. I feel like I'm running my football team and um, hiring players and hiring staff and having board meetings and doing all that stuff and then running the game out on the pitch against an opposition on the weekend. Uh, it's just, it's great. It's um, yeah. Like I said, it's kind of the only, the only sport game that I've got or I've played that um, really feels like the whole game is related, strongly related to the sport it's reflecting. Um, mm. Like baseball hearts 2045 does a similar thing, although that is kind of, a little bit abstracted because um, it's cool how you play the cards, but then you know getting new players every game and all that's not quite the same. Where this actually feels like you are running a club. Um, I think I you're it. being a bit unfair to previous game of the year, eighteen holes there, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, uh, <laughs> uh, eighteen holes is fine. Um, it has it's a special place theme. in my heart, yeah. but um, it, it, you know, just like golf, um, you go into it expecting it to be great 
but what actually, but all, all that expectation is lost when it takes forever to set up and you finally actually get to the game where in the real, real golf, the, the, the setup is quick, but then you just spend the next six hours regretting your decision. Um, I, I think me and you may be playing golf differently. Oh, I love golf, but I am terrible at it. Um, and I, I get frustrated very easily. So we should play golf sometime. We should, because my version of golf is way more drinking and way less golf. Well, that's fine. Yeah, it's just a bit hard to do that when you go out by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so, so golf, golf for me is a way to ruin a great walk. So, I play it spelled backwards. Uh, like, but yeah, um, that's, that, that apparently they call it golf because all the other four-letter words were taken. Yeah. Uh, um, is is the is the uh, eleven? Is it very similar? To, you know, it, it reminded me of the the old Premier Manager. Remember that game back in the yeah. late nineties? Yeah. That was. All about soccer and you manage a team on the PS. It's exactly that. PS2, was it, back then? Well, so. yeah, I used to have Football Manager 13, which is the one that I thrashed the hell out of and spent hours and hours, days and days on. But even when you get like FIFA, if my my sons have got FIFA and will they'll say, oh, you want to play FIFA? I'm like, yeah, sweet, let's start a season and let's get a club. And like, I want to do that. I don't care about the game. I care about all the other stuff. Yeah, you're buying players. And yeah, cetera, and, cetera, and this yeah, is yeah. exactly that. So, yeah, a great game. Steve, at some stage, did you mention the name of your team on that game? <laughs> the the uh, the Chivalan testicles, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chivalan. Oh, did you say Chivalan? No, the Chivaland. 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 I was. I was. Look, it was 2013. Was a very different time. Um, although I was still an adult, so that's scary. But um, yes, that was the. Uh, they did well. The Chivalan testicles. They they went from the. From the North Division in the UK all the way to the Championship, didn't quite make the Premier League, but they all, they'll get there. Well, not anymore because they play it, but still. Anyway, eleven, great game. That's my number three. Yeah, um, okay. Um, and my number two is a crossover with uh, G Money, um, and that is my favourite pirate game, which is Dead Reckoning. Mm. Um, really like this one. It's um, what I like about it is I'm not a big fan of combating games. Uh, what I like about this is that I, I, I shouldn't say I'm not a big fan of combat. I don't, I struggle with combating somebody else. I either feel guilty or I feel outclassed. So if I win, I feel bad. And if I lose, I feel like I'm useless. Um, there's probably some psychological issues I've got to deal with there, but that's kind of how I, that's what kind of why I sort of stay away from a lot of combat games. What I love about this game is you can have combat in every round if you want, and you don't even have to compete against somebody else. You can just attack the merchant ships which is great like for someone like me who I'll go off and explore and leave everyone else alone, but I still get to do the battle, dropping the cubes in and having that fun. Um, and then every now and again, I'll fight someone else and that's fair, but it's not the whole game, which I really, really like. So Dead Reckoning, well, brilliant. There's barely any consequence too. Like, What's that, sorry? Move, there's barely any consequence. You just move your ship back to the start and... Have another go. That's true too. Yeah, it's not the. It's not the. It's a bit like Dwellings of Eldervale in that sense. Like losing isn't the end, be all and end all. It's just ah, oh, that's a bit annoying. You know, it doesn't wreck it for you, which I also appreciate. So, yeah, that's uh, Dead Reckoning, my number two. Cool. Very good. I'm a big JDC fan, and um, that's one I wouldn't mind playing at some point in time. Uh, like you know, both G Money and I have spoken about it, and we haven't even mentioned the card crafting, which is phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, so good. Well, on that note, let's uh, segue to G Money. Your your three and two, mate. Okay, so number three 
is technically for me, like technically I played it this year for the first time, it's Nemesis Lockdown because I played it on Steam. Right. Then I played it, I think, did we play it in the board game, DG? Mm. I think we have like once or twice. Yeah, once. Once. But I played it like a ton on Steam and had lots and lots and lots of fun um, like trying to murder people across the I think internet. it falls into the that category of it's really clunky and hard to set up and doing it as a video game just makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. you can just pump out like four or five games of it at a time almost depending upon how bad you are at it i guess <laughs> um but yeah no played that love that thought it was really good uh probably don't like it more than the original nemesis but i like certain like the lighting system's really good uh that adds a lot to it i think um and the, the new classes are really cool so that's my number three my number two is a game that i know dg will have on his list which is carnegie mm. Because I freaking love that game so much. Uh, it's strategic. Um, you know, you're sort of sweating on who's going to take construction first to build that last building in that one spot that you need to join your links up. Uh, the buildings give you really interesting abilities and change the gameplay. Um, it's just a, you know, got to think four or five turns ahead. It's and it's And it's got like a really cool history behind it. So I just really like that game. I played it I played a lot of it. I over oh, oh, at least 20, 30 games of it. Most oh. of, mostly on BGA. Yeah, nice. <clears throat> um, I, I I haven't played Lockdown, but Nemesis was I think the best one of the best board gaming experiences I've had is playing Nemesis with, with you guys. It was it was good fun. So I haven't played Carnegie yet. So over to DG for your three and two. Well, Shane, you're probably going to like these ones. Um, so we may need to get together and play my number three game at some stage, Dead Reckoning. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes so, I have so to. I think we have me, to. Let me talk about the card crafting system then. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> so the it, I, it was actually based on another game, and I wasn't going to talk about the card crafting specifically, but I can't remember what the name of the other game was. But it's a previous Mystic, uh, Mystic, Mystic Vale? Yeah, that's it. So you, as you explore and you can get around, you can get different weapons or upgrades or things from ships and you can also buy them um, from using money and resources that you generate. And you add, you have a starting deck of characters, which are your crew, and you draw uh, a random, I think it's four at the start of your turn, and then you can play those characters to use events. But as you buy cards and upgrades, you actually slot them into the sleeves that go along with the crew. And then as you finish through your deck and you cycle back through, you can then get up further character upgrades for each person. So you can um, heavily upgrade a single crewmate and do that person as regularly as you can, or you can spread your upgrades out across your different cards that you've got. So you get more chance of getting a upgraded character to use each turn. But it's a really fantastic uh, mechanism that allows you to stack actions and, um, take extra things and sort of differentiate. So there is a couple of expansions that we haven't got to yet that bring in a whole bunch of new roles and um, also asymmetric roles. So you can get individualized crew in the base game. Everybody starts with the same de- uh, deck of cards. So yeah, just a really good mechanic. The only challenge that I have with that game is the cardboard for the ship for the, the cube dropper 
um, is a little challenging to put together and uh, might yeah. make some damage on it, I think, from from a bit of use. Did you okay. get you you would have got the all in Kickstarter, I'm guessing, Dave? Yeah, yeah, I did. So you got the two ships? Yep. I haven't got the so, second one out yet. Ah, uh, see, so that's that's the trick. See, I set the second one up and it just sits on top of my cupboard. So I can I can leave the other one in the box. So if I'm ever away, I've got one in the box, but I don't have to get it out and set it up every time. Nice. That is a good trick. But completely offset with the amazing quality metal coins that go along with that game. Um, possibly oh, yeah. the best currency the I've seen. The doubloons. <laughs> they are a work of art. Like how, However they've fashioned and crafted those, they are amazing. And and you get your little treasure chest and you put your doubloons in your treasure chest and all the shit minis. Like it's, a, it's a wonderful production. Looks fantastic on the table and can't wait to play that more. Well, I cannot wait to play it with you. And um, have you, any of you guys played Edge of Darkness? Negative doesn't ring a bell don't think it sounds familiar but i don't think so So that is the dead reckoning before dead reckoning by jbc and it is i've got it we will play that beforehand okay i'll teach you that yeah done it's Um, amazing and my number two is carnegie so similar games we've been playing this year g i wonder why oh gee it's like i see you often yeah, <laughs> and we get these kickstarters and we play them when we oh you get these kickstarters and then i just ride your coattails <laughs> yeah no carnegie is great and as g mentioned the there's a whole bunch of competing systems that you really want to work on but my favorite one with carnegie is there's four types of building actions and there's a four by five grid of what those actions and how you select them will give you as benefits so if someone picks an action then it moves that slider along that track for that type of building action. So each game is 20 turns, and so each action can be picked four, four, about five times. Um, and it also does other things on the map. So you, you're trying to connect your train network, but also build up your transport capacity. And the only take that in this game is the different timing of the action selections. Um, and potentially there's a limited stock of buildings that you can use to build your tableau. Um, but again, a really good, high-quality production game. One of the best games that I think that I've seen this year that's that's come as a complete package. There was no punch-outs. Mm. Everything came in game trays. You just lift the lid off and you set up and you're ready to go. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, beautiful work of art. I'd almost pay more for that. I know people like punching games, punching out games, but if I could pay $5 or $10 more to have the game ready to play when I open the box, I'd be in that every time. It's a wise investment because there's often there'll be games that you just don't play because of the the overhead and the minutia yeah, of actually yeah. pulling it all out, the amount of time, setting it up. Yeah. So, game trays are a really good invention and a good sort of recent addition to a lot of those bigger games. Mm-hmm. Excellent. That's my three and two. These are some awesome games coming out right now. So my number one. Here we go. Is a game I can't even talk about. Well, that was good. That was good. Well That's done. Good. <laughs> Love that. Yep. On the same um, thought process that, you know, games we've played this year that may not even come out, however, we've played them this year. Um, I played a game at a game night. We played a five-player game with Martin Wallace. And... Um, 
it is brilliant. It was prototype. Everything was on paper. We had bits of paper going around everywhere. We played five players. Um, it played under an hour. And uh, in the end, Martin and I drew at the end of the game. Uh, he won on a uh, tie condition. And let's face it, right? Did he just he, make that up on the spot? That's what I'm saying, right? It's his, <laughs> it's his game, right? So he made up the tie condition, I'm sure. <laughs> Martin, we love your games. And um, I can't wait till it comes to Kickstarter in 2023. I'll let everyone know when it comes to Kickstarter. This game is fantastic. Um, and that's all I can say. I'm sorry. So you Everyone. reference it back oh. to the episode and go, you know, on episode seven where we talked about this game and it's my number one game of the year, that's the one I meant. Go back and listen. That's exactly right. And uh, it it was it was such a good game. Everyone was having a ball. Like all of us, we had a crowd of people that came into this room to watch this game being played. And um, everyone was having an absolute ball. Um, normally this game would take three hours to play. Right, so there's a little hint there, but we got it done in under an hour at a five-player, and every one of us just at the end of the game was just going, wow, this is brilliant. But then also to the tie, um, um, and then Martin come up with some kind of creative way that he won. Uh, it, was, it was good. So. You just got wallaced. Well, I did, get, I did get Wallace, but he is su- he is such a cool cool person uh, in in our board game community as well. So, um, heads up, twenty twenty three, a Martin Wallace game coming to Kickstarter. I just had run back through it, my back head. it, back it. That that um, bit in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Does Martin Wallace look like a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe that's what was in the briefcase this prototype of a board game yeah yeah. prototype of martin (laughs) wallace's prototype game and it was actually my first time it it was my first time ever playing this type of game too and even martin we're about halfway through and he said have you never played one of my games before like this and i said no i haven't and uh you don't say stuff like that to martin wallace what are you doing well he he said it to me because i was doing so badly at one point but then it ended up tying with him, so it was good. Mm. I um I remember at one of um the uh, the old uh, community place uh, game days I went to, and he was there, and he was teaching a prototype to someone else, and then um, Christy, yes, he then sat down with Martin to teach him a game. And I can't remember what game it was, but it, it was, was it's, uh, Zia Legends of It Drift. was too. And I'm like far out. I went. How nervous is Christy right now? Like <laughs> teaching a quite a in depth and a lot of things to go through game to Martin Wallace. Like I would get a little bit daunted by that task. So good on you, Christy. That was a solid effort. Yeah, nice so, to ever, Christy. Yeah, he is. He is a he's a really nice guy. Is Christy and um, to Martin, that game in 2023 is gonna go nuts. You gonna back it, Shane? I'm there already, mate. Um, I, don't, I don't own one of those games in my collection. So. You know, isn't it? I've got it? A, I, it's I, I, Uno. It's Brass Uno. That's what it is. <laughs> I, 
uh, uh, we'll, we'll chat after the uh, after we stop recording, but I've got a feeling I know exactly what it is just from your little clues. So I'll see, age, if right. see if age I'm of right. Brass? Age of brass. <laughs> um, what about a simultaneous age? Anyway, we'll move on. We'll move on. No more hints. Oh, we can talk when we stop recording. But that's my number one. I'm sorry, everyone. I can't talk about it. Well, I can talk about my number one, um, but I'm interested to know if anyone has a guess what my number one would be. Charlie Party. It's not Charlie Party. <laughs> that came out in 2020. I'm sorry. <laughs> have you got your copy yet? Yeah, I have. I'm feeling oh. it's gone. Not anymore. Uh, <laughs> we, 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 we know it would be Wayfarers if it wasn't yeah. played prior to 2022. I'll give you a hint. I can tell you it is the most I've ever spent on a Kickstarter. So I'm really happy that I liked it because I was worried. Nothing? No. It has a really, really obvious gimmick. Is its gimmick costing a lot of money? Oh, yeah. Um, it's Return to Dark Tower. Ah. So if you haven't seen Return to Dark Tower, it's got this huge tower that sits in the middle of the uh, of the game board. And that was what was worrying me. is like, am I paying all this money for a gimmick and the game isn't going to be that great? But the game is excellent. Uh, really, like, different uh, ways to play each of the, each of the factions. And um, it's a cooperative game against the tower. Uh, and what I like about it is it appears like it's difficult to win, but then... More often than not, I've been able to irk out a victory. So it makes you feel super smart when you actually get to that point. Some of the things that it's got in it are cool. Like, yeah, you can just go and, you know, battle one of the baddies and that's fun. The, the, the uh, combat system's pretty straightforward. You can go and cleanse all the spaces and that's that's fine. You've got to do that. Otherwise, you're going you're gonna to die. But some of the cool things are these little quests that they have where you've got to do certain things in certain spaces. And every now and again, you'll get one, which is you've got to go down into a dungeon and it's like this kind of, um, it turns into a puzzle and you've basically got to choose whether you want to go left or right and you're trying to look for something in this dungeon. And if, if, you, go, if you go too far the wrong way, you'll end up perishing down there and that'll be you know, very bad for you in the, in the scheme of the game. But you know, it kind of rewards that idea of discovery. And then if I get so far into the dungeon and then someone else goes in, they already have the information that I've found because we're working together and we've shared that information. So they already know the steps to take or not to take because one of us has been in there before. I really, it's just really cool. Um, and the whole skulls thing is awesome, putting the skulls in and then the, the, the mechanisms will turn and twist and skulls will fall out on the board and that means this, that and the other. But even the cool thing, like every now and again, you'll have to remove a part of the tower. So either skulls will fall out or you'll reveal a glyph. And because the, the, the whole thing spins, the glyphs will give the person who is looking at the glyph a negative effect in their gameplay. So it might be facing me, which means I've got to pay more to do an action or if I can't do this particular action or whatever else. But when it spins, it'll go in front of somebody else or maybe it'll be covered again so it won't be affecting anyone. So there's all these variables in, in how the game plays out. Uh, really good. I'd love to play it uh, more, um, but I have played it a lot. It's really, really good solo because it's essentially a cooperative game. So a bit like Gloomhaven, I just grab a couple of characters and off I go. So uh, yeah, Return of Dark Tower. It's yeah, really good. I've already backed the expansion that's on Kickstarter. So yeah, definitely worth uh, playing again if or finding someone who's got a copy and having a game. Did not know that Dark Tower was solo. Yeah, well, like I said, it's just a cooperative game, so you can 
you can run with two, three or four characters. So I just run with two characters and away you go. Any chance the pledge manager is still open, mate? Or? I don't know. Um, I, I know that the, the campaign's closed. I'm not sure about the pledge manager. Um, off the top of my head, I can't even remember whether it was on GameFound or Kickstarter. If it was on GameFound, they seem to keep them on, open a lot longer. So, yeah. Oh, cool. Excellent. Gee, your number uno. All right, so another technicality for me. Uh, I had to pick Gloomhaven Digital as my game, but Jaws of the Lion came out this year. So I'm piggybacking off Jaws of the Lion, Gloomhaven Digital, but it's really just Gloomhaven Digital. <laughs> That's a stretch. Uh, it is a, it's, 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 it's not even like, I'm not even, I'm not even really fighting that hard for it. So, no, it didn't. It came out two years ago. But what he's saying is that the the app version of Jaws of the Lion came out this year. Yeah, the digital version. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever makes you happy, G. Whatever Technically happy. correct is the best type of correct. Hey, at least we get to talk about Gloomhaven more. And that's and that's purely the whole point around it is that <laughs> I played the ever-living hell out of Gloomhaven Digital, um, and that is my number one game by far. Nice. Good choice. Um, still have issues with my PC, so hopefully, boys, that will be fixed very soon so I can join. Absolutely. Mm. Even if we have to start a, another campaign, I think I've got like six going now. <laughs> so, <laughs> DG, you're number one. I think that somewhere along the line, game developers this year got together and said, how can we come up with a, a scheme or a gimmick of randomizing rolling things uh, and incorporate as part of the game? Because I think, Steve, you've talked about Dark Tower. My game is also a game with a big tower contraption in the middle of it where you drop cubes in it and things happen and it's randomized. So Frostpunk is the game. It's Ooh, the, the follow-up it. to the uh, Depression, the board game, the this mm, one. My favorite. Um. And it's in a similar vein, and I think someone described it to me as this war of mine feels like you're playing in a town and the Frostpunk feels like you're playing in a whole city. It's each building that you can't, like you, you build out your map and so each building takes a portion of a hex and I think based on the hex map, you can have about 25 to 30 hexes uh, out. So you've got this gigantic generator that sits in the middle of the board which you then fire up with coal and you actually take the coal cubes and you drop them in and any that fall out of the bottom into the little drawer overheat and there's potential complications that come with overheating your generator. But uh, it probably feels fairly similar to play to anybody that's played this war of mine. It's, it's a tough, potentially soloable game. Um, there's not a lot of, uh, I guess, any player interaction that's not cooperative. You're, you're really all trying to pull together to beat the scenario, beat the game. There's a large number of decks of cards that come together to pull the story through, and um, yeah, it's it, it's hard. Like they, those guys, they pull together hard games to beat. And so again, it's it's based off a video game license, but a very pretty enjoyable game. The Kickstarter version is a, a almost a work of art in terms of the the parts and the preparation of it. Um, but yeah, hard game, but happy to give this one another go. Frostpunk. Well, I can't wait to play it. Not a lot of crossover overall. 
like what we we had um, endless winter, Carnegie, um, Dead Reckoning, Dead Reckoning. Yeah. Is there yeah. any other crossovers? Look, if if all you guys weren't playing the very stretchy uh, long connection game, I think Jaws of the Line might be in there as well. Yeah, well, if we were able to put it on the list, you mean, if it was, yeah. if it was legitimate. Oh, look, if, if we, if we were <laughs> it's, got an asterisk, it's got an asterisk on it, all right? <laughs> yeah. We probably would have had Chaos Order and uh, also two Wayfarers in there, so that would have been a massive yeah. crossover. Well, to be honest, I'm really glad Wayfarers wasn't on the list purely because it meant I could talk about another game because there was, like, and, and you know, we had four lists, 20 games, three crossovers. Like, that's a lot of, it's a lot of good games. And there's a heap that we haven't talked about. So I didn't even put Planet Unknown on the list, which is amazing. So, yeah, there's so many good games this year. Yeah. And a game I can't even talk about. Can I talk about? <laughs> so it was it was an awesome list of top fives, everyone. So um, thank you. And um, it's been a good year for board gaming. Uh, let's kick into, though, I'd love to discuss as our next topic our most memorable moments in board gaming this year um and that can be you know any any moments you guys had you know that that really stick in your mind that you can like kind of tick a box in your head that you know that that's going to stay with me for a while um so i might let's let's kick off with um steve any any memorable moments for you in 2022 in the board gaming yeah yeah there's a few um I probably got three that I've kind of um, settled with, and one of them involves you, Shane. So I'll start with that one. Um, and there's a bit of backstory to this one. I think since maybe the first time we got together at a game night, which I think was yeah. that night at um, oh, you can talk about Strathpine, uh, we played Twilight Imperium, and we got chatting about other games. And I'm like, "Oh, have you ever heard played Baseball Hearts 40, 2045? And you're like, "No, but it's always interested me." And I reckon every game day since then that we've ever been in the same building, we're like, we should play it today. Yeah, we'll definitely play it today. We'll get it done today. And I think once we managed to get one one round in. Yeah, we got, we got a couple of innings in, I think. A couple of innings in. And that was it. Uh, because we we're both teaching games and we found that was people were looking to teach games. So we thought we'd jump up and do the right thing. Uh, and then just before I moved to, literally like five days before I moved away to Emerald, we finally got to play Baseball Highs 2045 from start to finish. Um, so that was kind of cool. Like it, it wasn't anything, wasn't anything out of this world. It wasn't anything this, that amazing. Like it wasn't something bizarre didn't happen. But just the fact that like that story has an end. We got to play Baseball Highs 25 from start to finish. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I think you liked it too. So that's definitely uh, one, of my, one of my highlights of the year. I did. Do, we wanna, do you want me to just do all three or do you want to move around? No, no, keep going. Keep going, mate. All right. So um, my next one isn't really a game. It's just something that I, 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 I don't get to do very often and I really appreciate when I get a chance to do it. And that is um, I got to be at my brother's house for a couple of nights uh, back in September. And I just got to, we just basically play games the whole time I was down there. So um, we played Chaos Order. We played uh, Ark Nova, uh, a few other games as well. And it's just, um, it's fun to play board games with someone who is similar in many ways, but in the ways that you're different, you're both very understanding of how each other is different. So it really, the meta game is out of this world. And I also love playing with a brother because it also means I get to play with my sister-in-law who is super smart and very um, attentive and 
um, always plays a completely different strategy to Mark and I. And then my nephew, Michael, who is some sort of savant, um, he, and I say that because the perfect example of how savanty he is, if that's even a word, is that um, I taught him how to play Hadrian's Wall, um, not this trip, but a previous time. Um, and I taught him how to play and then we played it and he got a hundred points. Um, wow. I've not got into the nineties and I've played that game maybe 50 times. I think my best score was like 87 and that was an absolute fluke. And I wonder whether I accidentally skipped around and played it twice. I'm not sure, but he got a hundred on his first play. So um, he's a genius. So it's just cool to play with those guys. I don't get to play them very often. We've never lived in the same town ever since we obviously moved out of home. So uh, it was just awesome to have a few days there playing games with them. Um, but my number one, I guess you'd say, well, they're, they're kind of not really ranked, but yeah, the one I'll leave to last is we went down to the snow this year and um, I only took a handful of games just to play when we were sitting around the motel room with nothing to do. And one of the games I took was Space Base. Hmm. Um, and that has suddenly, because of that trip, has become kind of like our family game. Uh, my two eldest kids don't really play a lot of board games, but they'll play Space Base. Um, we played a heap of it while we were there, but there was one game in particular where I got this com. I, I, I always go play Space Base with the idea of getting some sort of bizarre, strange combo. Like I want to pull off the coolest engine. I don't really care about winning or losing. Um, and what that generally means is I go for the whole um, trying to get the arrows that go across from eight to nine, then from nine to 10, then 11, 10 to 11, then 11 to 12. So you can get a huge score up and it never works until it does. And you get like the most mm. ridiculous score. And that's what I did. I, I absolutely smashed this game. Um, I'm trying to find the result here. Yeah. I got 67 points, um, <laughs> wow. which was it's just wow. ridiculous because I triggered the end of the game and I was the first player. So everyone else had another turn. And because I had that, engine on reds they just kept on rolling like if someone rolled a seven i got my seven eight nine ten eleven and twelve so all these victory points just kept triggering and triggering until the game ended it was fantastic so um and side note heidi got 44 so she also got over 40 yeah. in that game and i still won by 23 points so um that that game that specific game was just a blast so um it's space space in general but that particular game was a highlight for the year and, and mate, and noted that Raf mentioned that game as one of his favourites too. Yeah, which realistically, I reckon I could ask any one of my family and they'd all say that in their, at least in their top five games. Nice. And it was in my top 10, I think, as well. So, Very cool. Gee, your most memorable moments, mate. All right, so two of them were in Gloomhaven, oddly enough. Um, first time I was playing it, I had a crew going. And I was kicking ass, I was doing really well, having a ball. Got to a specific mission, and I did it three times, and I worked out I could not beat it. Like, I just I just could not defeat that one mission. Um, and I vowed to myself, I'm going to come back, and I'm going to absolutely, like, destroy that mission, which I did a little while later. Um and that was the game where my uh, Spellweaver got 337 damage what? for the map. What? That's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> and I just absolutely wrecked that mission. Like, yeah, it was the most fun, like it was the most vindicating 
of anything that happened to me this year in terms of gaming. So, uh, my second is that I got all the achievements. I finally got all the achievements for Gloomhaven. Uh, yeah. It took me quite a while, but I finally, finally got it, uh, which was pretty good. But um, non sort of board game related, uh, I was playing a D&D campaign this year. And uh, we got to the end of sort of like, I guess what you would say is the first sort of chapter of it. We were fighting the big bad guy. Um, and I kind of like turned my back on the team to save them and join the, the big bad evil guy. And um, I was doing all my best um, to creatively save my party as best I could. And eventually I went to the villain. I said, basically, look, I will sacrifice myself for you if you let the party live. And the DM said, make a constitution saving throw. And I rolled a natural 20. <laughs> but the thing is, I have a plus one to my constitution and you need a 21 to survive. Wow. Oh, no The way. only way I could have survived was on a nat 20. That's and cool. um, I am, yeah, continuing in the campaign as like the avatar for that big bad evil guy. <sighs> but to roll a nat twenty, like, to effectively yeah, save the campaign, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, I was dead otherwise. Like, my character was completely <laughs> obliterated. <laughs> a god reached into my chest, basically. <laughs> That's it for me. Nice. Very nice, DG. Mine are a bit shorter. I I tend to sort of. I don't really recall exact moments in games that sort of stick with me. It's just little little snippets, little memories. But so we, we have an annual gaming weekend where a bunch of us go away and we just stay at a friend's house up the coast and play games all weekend. And this, this time around this, this year, so it's a Sunshine Coast. It's a beautiful beach. It's really nice. And normally we just go for a bit of a walk around the beach. This year we just said, bugger that. Let's just play board games. So we like solid four days of board gaming. Um, so that that's just a really good experience. We got to play a full all-in every expansion Western Legends game this year for G-Money's birthday. So that was a really enjoyable experience. It's just a fun game to do that kind of thing with. Um, and then on the flip side, one that stuck with me, we, we played a game of Star Trek Ascendancy. And if you haven't played it, it's a masquerading as a um, nice exploratory Star Trek game. It's a really hardcore take that aggressive game um and we had some fairly tight uh, friendship moments in during that game and it's <laughs> actually not allowed to come off the shelf anymore when particularly people wow. are playing um but it's still regularly brought up in our gaming group so what the vulcans the race of the vulcans one of them their special rule is the player is not allowed to lie and so <sighs> it's a forever after that like yeah. forever <laughs> it is continually brought up that the the player playing the vulcans troy made a deal with somebody and said i won't attack you and troy's intention with that statement was i won't attack you now and so later in the game i might attack you but that's not quite what was said and so there was some accusations thrown about someone being a, a liar um, and it regularly comes back up. So the last game that we played, there was almost a table flip moment. It's probably the closest I've ever come to a genuine table flip. And it wasn't me. It was, it was Luke and Troy, and they, uh, they still raise it. So those are my board gaming ones. And just a quick board game adjacent one. I backed a Kickstarter for my daughter. There was the Teen Titans uh, C1 game, 
It was about two years overdue. And I didn't even remember when I'd done the Kickstarter of fulfillment, I put it in her name. And so this package arrived for her and she came home after school one day. She's only eight. And this Teen Titans board game was in it and she was the happiest I've seen her. It was oh, just this cool. Yeah, that is really, cool. really great feeling that she got a Kickstarter um, that she really wanted. So, yeah, we played it once and the game's okay. Um, I think we'll probably give another go. But, yeah, it was more the, the feeling of getting it, I think. So that, that is cool. Moments. Well, I've got a few moments as well that I'll talk about. And uh, there is a crossover with uh, one Mr. Steve Shivers, and that is our Baseball Highlights 2045, <laughs> finally getting to play the the, the full game. So uh, that was great, mate. So thank you for making the time when you were visiting Brisbane to, to actually get that one to the table. Um, that was good fun. So uh, very enjoyable to actually go past the f- first few innings. And, yes, I did lose. I got creamed, but... Who cares? Uh, I don't know. It was. I think it was pretty close, wasn't it? Can't even remember now. Yeah, but, but just a good game. I enjoy yeah, it. it. Very enjoyable. Um, uh, my second favourite moment was only a couple of weeks ago, and uh, that is playing. Um, we were at a, a Ashgrove game day on a Sunday, and um, I played Khan Barn EV with Ingrid and Shane, who are just two fantastic. Uh, board gamers in our community and um, yep. we we had such a good game uh, we got to the final round literally before the final scoring of Kanban EV it was a three-way tie far out mm. yeah there was three little circles one on top of the other and we all looked at each other going this is ridiculous um, and uh, then we got to the final scoring and uh, Shane Shane actually ended up winning, the other Shane. There's three Shanes in our community, so there's always a Shane v. Shane v. Shane board game day. Um, but Shane won. He, he steamed ahead, but he didn't steam ahead until the final, final round of scoring where you've got to, you know, line up all the parts, you know, when you get a, how many parts you have in your engine gets your final points at the end of the game. For anyone that's played Kanban EV, he, he ended up just streaming ahead just on that piece there. I think he got something like 30 points uh, just in that. And um, it was such, such a good game. My first time playing Kanban EV. I've played Kanban before. But they both taught it really well. But to get to the the absolute, our last go, a three-way tie in a Vitala Serta game is, is, is pretty much unheard of. That's my uh, number two uh, moment. But my number one, and uh, I'm sure this... Three of us here that would agree this was a great moment in 2022. Uh, and I think, Steve, I don't think you were around at that point when we did it. But um, my favourite gaming moment of 2022 was uh, hosting and uh, being a part of the Are You OK Day yeah. that we ran for our community here in Brisbane North uh, and for the whole Brisbane community, really. Um, and, and in conjunction with Kylie and the community place at Kalinga, um, you know, that was such a great day. We had, you know, 90-plus people turn up for a free game day that we hosted. We had free food. We had free games. So many people had such a good day just, you know, talking, chatting, learning board games. We had kids. We had families. And, and that's and, and that's what makes me so happy about what we do in our communities. 
you know, we, we are just, you know, opening up the doors to, to families in playing ball games. And um, uh, that to me was the highlight of what we do um, in this community for 2022. And I, I can't wait for 23 when we do it again. So for me, that was my highlight of the year. Yeah. And you know what I've really appreciated about this episode of the podcast, including the, the bit with the kids that we talked about? It was 100% board game content. It was. It was. It was. This whole episode's been about that. Yeah, first time ever. For a board game podcast, the first time we've <laughs> talked about board games and nothing else. I talked about computer games. Yeah. There's an asterisk. And D&D. Uh, it's true what you said well about Ingrid and Shane, actually, because I played. I had. I went to a Sunday game day um, at the library there. At um, where is that? Where they have it. Ashgrove Library. Ashgrove. Yeah. 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 Ashgrove. And um, we played Wonderland's War and Libertalia. And if I'm honest, I, I liked both games, but none of none, the games weren't the highlight. I just they're such great people to sit around the table and play board games with. So, yeah. Uh, at a great time, so yeah. Um, and shout shout out to Dave Crew for teaching us Wonderlands more that day too. So, yeah. I just like I to give a little. Of... Sh- Sorry, go ahead, DG. I was going to say most of that group's actually made up of Daves and Shanes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I just like to give a little shout out to Shane, who uh, managed to find a sponsor for the Northside Board Game Group. Indeed. And uh, has been busy organising things on that side. Yeah. Thanks, mate. And uh, it's and and that is a big shout out to to VR Distributions and Britta. Um, so thank you for reaching out to us uh, to represent the Brisbane board game community. And um, uh, for those that don't know, you know they're going to collaborate with us and, and and support us by giving us some demo games. Anything that comes new to Australia. So VR distribution is going to send us uh, three to five games uh, every month for us to demo in our community, and uh, and then in the end, give those games away to to anyone within our community that comes along to game days. So I think that's just that's just you know super supportive for an Australian company that wants to you know continue growing the ball game community and that ball game spirit, uh, in you know and uh, supporting families. So thank you very much to Britta and the VR distribution team. Yeah. So what a positive show. It is it is a positive show. It is cool. So let's uh to for J2 who's gonna be editing this episode. So we'll wrap this mofo up. Um so given that we've gone a, a bit over an hour plus part one of the episode, which is about thirty minutes as well. Uh I just want to personally thank uh and wish you boys your families and our very few listeners that we have, but also to everyone <laughs> in our wonderful board game community, a really happy Festivus for the rest of us uh, and holiday season. I also want to thank, you know, you you, you three boys for, for the friendships. Um, the spirit in our community is just not only stretches throughout Brisbane and, and Queensland, but, you know, we have friends in Oz. We have friends in New Zealand. Thank you, Shem. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Zach. Uh, we've got friends in the US, uh, and that you know that stretches out as well. Uh, we have a but, German correspondent, don't forget. I was about to say, with a special mention to Thomas, our German correspondent, um, but, you know, you three boys, 
keep me going in the community and I thank you. Um, so I really wish you and your families a very happy and safe uh, Festivus, let's call it. Uh, as uh, uh, George says, the 23rd of December is the Festivus, the rest of us. Um, but I really enjoy playing board games with you. I really enjoy our spirit and our friendship. And um, I wish you boys nothing but the best in 2023. Um, you guys are fantastic. So thank you. Back at you, mate. Yeah, well, if you're in, if you're part of 2023, I'm sure we'll have a ball, mate. So oh, I hope to be. 